0: Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike.
1: I'm Al. And I'm Anton. And it's really fun to get back because we had you know an event this week, which we don't get one of those every week, so fun episode ahead.
0: I know we did and it was kind of a bit of a, a drop it was like here we go we're going to do this and then it happened but we'll be talking about that a bit later in the episode so we won't uh, won't give too much away in case you missed what was happening this week and of course we do like to try and go through as many of the Nintendo Switch news items and releases and as many of those good things as we can but before we do that we usually talk about what we've been playing if anything so I'm going to start with uh, Al and ask Al if Al has had any time for Al time. Uh, that's a great question. Have I played anything? I don't think I've
2: played anything since we last spoke, I think, because I spent the weekend basically finishing off my master's thesis, which, by the way, I submitted last night. Been Congratulations. I thank you. I thank you. So now I am actually free to play video games. And that is pretty much my plan for tomorrow. In fact, my plan is probably to go and download Pokemon. I'm going to call it Unite because mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. in our discord has been talking about this game. And I now feel yeah. like I'm missing out, so I'm probably going to go and download it and uh, suggest that we maybe try playing that as our next expansion chat.
0: Fabulous! Yeah. fabulous. Um. And uh, did you get any time to play anything else, or did you, or was it just simply, was it just simply the, um, the, the sort of, you know what you mentioned or was there anything i else have you know to, to
2: my knowledge i don't think i've played a single switch game the only game i played is mario kart tour
0: <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all uh and what about uh, you anton have you had a chance to play much this week
1: yeah i've been busy moving this week uh so usually on the podcast when i'm like oh i haven't had a, a chance to play anything you know i've maybe played something in the xbox or vr and it's maybe just not relevant to this podcast but I think this week has been literally nothing. I think I maybe did 5 minutes of Killer Instinct. Oh, uh the fighting game on the Xbox, which that's fun. I just played the one Halo character then leave. Uh but I've been kind of a a bad gamer this week. But um, oh. how about yourself, Mike? You need to hold up the reputation of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast right here because otherwise it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, thankfully I
0: have been playing a oh, bit in, God in bless. the evenings. So that's that's definitely a positive thing. So I finished, finally, Deadly Premonition, which was sitting unfinished, having stopped a while back with about a chapter to go. Actually, it took me a bit longer than I expected. I was probably about three hours from the end, so (laughs) I got there in the end, and wow, what an ending, but um, I obviously won't spoil anything, but what I will say is there's, there's some music that is the most, I mean, I thought the rest of the game was twin peaks but the the music at the end it, it was like i was watching twin peaks it's just come on to say it's not influenced is just ridiculous um i mean we know it is but uh, so that was good enjoyed that and i will play too even though i have been told by uh everybody our patreon supporters and, <laughs> everyone. and everyone else <laughs> but the thing is Al. here's the thing it's not actually everyone because when you go online and you look at reviews at post patch many people say look it's not unplayable anymore it's playable and the game itself is excellent so that's you know it's passable so i'm Mm -hmm. going to reserve judgment until i play it (laughs) i hope i'm not bitterly disappointed but anyway um that aside i also played a bit of blossom tales the sleeping king i don't know if any of you've seen that but it's essentially a bit like Link to the past but done in a modern way um it's i think it's on sale right now for a few quid it's very very good i have to say it's really well done it's humorous it's um the action and it's good and it's a good little pick up and play as well. And the other one that I'm trying to finish, cause I'm trying to go back and finish games that I've got but I've never finished. But the other one I'm trying to finish is uh, Bulletstorm, which I'm about mm, two thirds of the way through. And I picked it up the other day thinking I'm never going to be able to pick this up and just play again. Because, you know, when you're halfway through a game and you forget the controls and <laughs> it's a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Well, I picked it up. And I got through the level without dying and had to fight a giant Venus flytrap that was the most ridiculous over the top um, scene of shooting I've ever seen. Um, And it lasted forever as well. But it was just so much fun. And I was like, wow, this game is so much fun. It's such a fun game. If you just want like a mindless shooter, but not one that takes itself seriously, it is ridiculous. And I'm going to finish that one next. That's my next on my finishing list. So I have played a bit. Um, and there's a couple other bits and pieces that I'm looking at playing. But yeah, that's that's
1: where I am this week, Anton.
0: Uh,
1: I'm I'm really jealous. I missed out when Bulletstorm was six pounds because I was like, I that's played I this game up. <laughs> a couple times. I think I did it on the the PS the Xbox 360 and then the PS4. But I keep on occasionally, I just see gameplay of it. And I'm like, oh, it's such a dumb, stupid, incredible game yeah. that it's just, you know, you don't have to think about it. You just play it and, you know, you whip somebody into a, the sky and shotgun them and that sniper where you get to play as the bullet it's dumb i love it
0: oh the sniper with the bullet is incredible you you get to it's like bullet time and uh, you basically just get to direct the bullet al as to, you know and try and catch the bird per- it's just very very stupid it's ridiculous and over the top but i actually think i know you're not a huge shooter fan al but it's probably one i think you could get on board with I'm um, yeah I mean I'm not averse to shooters I'm just so bad at them that I very rarely yeah, me pick too. them up <laughs> me too. To be fair that's my thing is I'm not good at them But this one I think is it's just an easy game to play It's not an easy game but it's a, it's an easy game to pick up and play And it doesn't sort of stress you out too much um, And it's not multiplayer either it's, it's single player So that, that probably helps <laughs> Have you been
1: playing it as Duke Nukem Or are you leaving that for another playthrough? I didn't even know you could play it as Duke Nukem Oh, that's why it's called Dukes of Switch Edition. <laughs> is it?
0: I didn't even yeah. know.
1: You get to wow. they basically redo the whole campaign, but you play as Duke
0: Nukem, which you is have just to, incredible. Do you have to complete it first to do that? or
1: I'm not too sure. Hmm. Um, it's only in the Switch version, so um, I think that's uh, for your
0: eyes only. Oh, well, I'm going to check that one out then. Once I've played through, it's probably likely that I, I will have a go at that. That sounds that sounds good that sounds really good um, but yeah it's it's a lot of fun and it's daft so there you go that's what I've been playing this week we have a lot to get through though don't we uh, really um, looking at this list um, it's more sizable than last week anyway but um, are we ready to have a go shall we, we let's attempt get to it? it let's do this right. it is a mammoth episode <laughs> <laughs> time for the news hello us- First up then, we are starting with uh, an announcement of a game which I think is going to be well received by a lot of people. And THQ Nordic have announced Darksiders 3 for the Nintendo Switch. It's an action hack and slash, all the DLC and physical uh, version as well. Thirty four ninety nine coming at 30th of September. Now, Anton, I think a lot of people will be very, very excited about this one. Yeah, this is a quite
1: an exciting title and I'm glad it's coming to Switch as uh,
0: I feel like it deserves a new lease on life.
1: Darksiders 3, if I'm correct in saying, came out either just at the end of THQ going bust or it was one of the games that came out after, like in the fire sale of here's just a bunch of THQ games getting published by different developers because they're finished. But this, apparently from what I've read, is actually quite a good game and from my experience, having played Dark two and Dark Siders um, War Edition remake of the first title, um, mm. it's you know a fun, simple hack and slash. You have to kind of figure out a couple bits, but um yeah it's a very detailed world and the fact we're getting it with all the dlc owls quite nice it is i uh, i did find i was
2: reading the uh, I think it was a nintendo life article on this one and i did have to have a little smile at myself when i'm guessing tongue in cheek this they uh, I'll, I'll quote the verbatim says, after initially launching on ps4 and xbox one back in november 18 the game dash a sequel to darksiders 2 <laughs> <will launch on." laughs> I just thought that was absolutely beautiful <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, just in case anyone was under any illusion that uh, it wasn't that, yeah, um, then there we need, go. Yeah, need to had an extra bit in there. Yeah, Darksiders Three,
1: the sequel to Darksiders Two, which is sequel to Darksiders One, which is a spiritual successor to X Y Z.
0: Yeah, just in case, just in case. Um, okay, next up, TT Games have announced Lego Marvel Superheroes for the Nintendo Switch. It's coming out on the fifth of October. Now, if you are wondering, don't we have that on the Switch? Well, we've got two on the Switch, but now we're getting one. Al
2: we are that doesn't mean they're taking one away just to clear up Mike wasn't yeah, doing not masks there <laughs> yeah we're getting the original which I actually I I played the new one and got fed up with it I loved it until I say new one I played Two <laughs> and got fed up with it because it was so glitchy and it was annoying. But the first one I played back on, I say probably the PlayStation, it was brilliant. I loved that game and I'm chuffed to bits that we're actually getting the original on the Switch. Because you know what, Lego games are fun, and so long as this one's ported well and isn't glitchy, then it's a great addition to our library and go out and buy
0: it mm. frankly but that's but my my concern anton is that i know we're kind of heading into a new phase of the lego games or i believe we will be soon and i'm no issue with releasing the back catalog where i have an issue is i do think they've been a bit neglect uh, they've neglected some of the previous ones in terms of proper patches even even down to um lego uh, city yeah undercover which should have been a great Port and it was never actually really fixed. It's actually probably, I mean, it is in some ways better than the Switch, but it, it, it runs smoother in the Wii U and you think, you know, great that we're getting them, but can you please release a fixed version and go and fix the other ones?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting case study in the evolution of gaming here. Uh, that's a bold statement to make right off mm. the gate, but it's just interesting where, you know, if we went back a couple decades, let's say we we're in 2004, if you took a game from eight years ago it would look like trash. You would not be able to sell it for a normal retail market, you know, retail price. But this here is like, I think, a 2013, 2012 game getting brought to Switch. It's not a remaster. It's not an enhanced edition. Uh, And, you know, it's just getting to, you know, relive. You know, it's getting its new lease on life in the same way that, you know, you bring a a movie from DVD to Blu-ray. It's not, uh, an entirely new experience that's just kind of cleaned up a little, and it's uh, nice to see them fill out the back catalogue because you know it's just Marvel, you know, it's one of the default Lego experiences people might want to have. It's from what I hear, it's like B tier in the Mar uh, the Lego games, but um, mm. nice to have nonetheless. And hopefully, if it sells well, we can get a third game after the new Star Wars game, and yeah. hopefully. A very good one at that with tons of characters. I think- to differ.
2: It is a royalty. It's probably one of the best Lego games they made. <laughs> I'm Indiana not saying that actually this, this, this is not is just me easier. saying this. The internet says this. It, it is one of the
0: best Lego games that's ever been made. I've never played it, weirdly, but um, the uh, I, I am very much excited about the the way things are changing and developing finally. I think it's about time they did this for the next Star Wars game, so that's going to be exciting. But it is a good point you make there, Anton, about the eight-year divide. I mean, certainly if you had a game, I think a better example might be a game from 1998 and a game from 1990. That, to me, is is like the prime time of changes in a, such a small mm. period of time. If you imagine then, you're right. You know, it would have been trying to sell like a NES game to a PS1 audience. <laughs> you'd, just, you'd just be like, it's not happening. And now we love NES games again because, you know, retro and cycles. But it is uh, is an interesting point you make. Next up, Lee Vermeulen has announced Witchwood for Nintendo Switch. It's a cozy spellbound witching adventure It's coming out. Later in the year This year So you'll be getting it Around uh, the autumn At some point And you get to play As a witch in the woods Some crafting involved Some potions Um, Yeah I like the art style um, Alistair And I'm not sure I'm going to rush out And buy it But I have to say I do like the art style It seems to fit the Switch Very well
2: Yeah I mean this is This has the word Quirky Written all over it, and there's something glorious about that. I mean, even just in the trailer itself, it gives you a hint of the kind of character behind it. I mean, they've got fairy tale lore packed into the gunnels in here but then there's a little bit where she the witch that you play as walks around and whacks a chicken to make it lay an egg which i find hugely hilarious she's walking through a hospital with a whole lot of people who are a bit ill and there's flies buzzing around everywhere and it's just it's got a dark sense of humor about it and i quite like that <laughs> this looks like it could be a lot of fun
1: yeah i'm with you i just it reminds me very much of the kind of witch and kind of magical instagrams you know people that are modern-day practising witchcraft, but it's got an aesthetic quality and they have an Instagram. That's the energy I'm getting from this game. And I kind of love the slightly gothic elements, but in a kind of cosy, calm manner. It's not a combination you see too often.
0: It's cool. I I have to say, I think it's just a perfect fit for the Switch. So I think this will be a welcome addition to um, to to the sort of millions of games that we have. But this is one that definitely fits. Next up, Maximum Games have announced... Nerf Legends for the Nintendo Switch it's a kid friendly shooter with a campaign multiplayer and crossplay. it's coming out in October now we just said that we weren't the best at shooters maybe Nerf Legends is where we need to be looking Now, <laughs> I mean you might be right I mean I just love
2: I love the fact that this game has been made I'm sure it's probably an absolutely fine enough game but it's basically let's take a first person shooter wedge in a whole of, well, I presume a real world Nerf guns because They're all Nerf branded uh, and tell people some marketing. It's just genius. I want to know who's going to buy it.
1: (laughs) Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath.
0: We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction-off over the course of the, of the narrative. A construction-off? The, <laughs> way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely.
1: Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, this is a, a funny one because if you just said it was normal guns, uh, it has a very much an overwatch cell art style. Nobody would be none the wiser, but, you know, they slap a Nerf logo in it, ready to go. And to be honest, as like what could be considered shovelware, really polished. It looks fairly clean and, you know, the, and all the kind of unique characters are very distinct and have a lot of personality. Um, they could have done this very cheaply. Or very shallow-y. uh, But it seems like it's had a surprising amount of heart Put into it, which is nice Except in yeah. the musical score, at least in the trailer
2: When the only lyric is I'm a savage, and it gets repeated all the way through it It's so annoying
0: <laughs> Oh, that's called modern music <laughs> I don't like it, Michael I don't like it one bit <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean it's um, I have to say I, I quite like the look of this, weirdly I actually think it looks pretty nice And, and I'm excited to see what kind of reviews it gets. I could I could almost seen that you could see this almost becoming like the the hit, like the one that everyone wants to play. What are you playing tonight, Overwatch? No, we're gonna play Nerf Legends. It's just, it's just something about it. There's something about it. Okay, next up, uh No More Robots have announced Not Tonight 2 for the Nintendo Switch. It's the sequel to the first game, which was called Not Tonight. It uh, showcased a politically divided America in which capitalism has rotted the country to its core. It's coming out in 2021. Now I have played the first one, although not completed it. I do have it, and it's kind of a Brexity kind of game. Um, That's kind of the theme of it. And, yeah, I really liked what I played of it. I need to sit down and spend a bit more time with it because I've only probably scratched the surface. It's very much my kind of quirky game. And, yeah, it's an interesting one because when you put politics into video games, you can really miss fire, but... I think they set their stall out with the first one that that's what they were about and I, I kind of like it, they've kept to what they do they've changed the setting, they've changed the scene, you know some people are going to hate it and a lot of people are going to love it I quite like this kind of vibe, to be honest Al. I do
2: enjoy a good bit of political satire, it doesn't matter which side of the pond that's applying to, the first one I think we kind of mocked it, the idea of it when it first came out but it turned out to be a pretty good game and for this one I think they've got a whole of American writers in to write it so that you know, it's not British writers mocking America, it's American writers mocking America. And, I mean, from what I can see in the trailer, the gameplay looks to be exactly the same as the last one. So I don't know how much development they've done between one and the other if they've just sort of, you know, written a refresh script to make people laugh. And I've not got a problem with that. As long as it's a new game and it makes people laugh, who cares if it's been developed much in terms of the mechanics of gameplay?
1: I don't care. I think this is a good thing. I'm quite happy about it. What do you make of it, Anton? Yeah, you know, to be honest... I'm really excited about this because I never expected them to make a sequel to Not Tonight. And I think with the the Brexit theming, many people might not pick that game up in future. Once that's a little bit further behind us, it will slowly lose its relevancy. But this new one as just a general statement about America and capitalism uh, might have a bit more staying power. So if you haven't played the original, it's dirt cheap and... Uh, eShop sales, they give it away for a couple pounds. So give that a go. This game here, at least to my eyes, as you say, Al, the gameplay is very similar, but it looks overall as a product a lot more expansive. The scale seems a lot larger. So yeah, this one looks good. And, you know, God, imagine, try to imagine a whole cheap this game's going to, not tonight, one's going to be once this one launches because they're already giving it away for nothing, basically. Yeah, I think I
0: picked it up for like 99p or something at one point, or 199 or something like that, but um, definitely would recommend um, the first one if you are wanting to get a taster of it. And I'm looking forward to the second one to see what they do, as you say, with maybe the extra experience of doing the first one maybe a bit more budget it's going to be interesting now next we have maze Theory's announcement of doctor who the lonely assassins for the nintendo switch it is a mobile phone based thriller and it's out now now i remember we talked about this doctor who game we didn't know what it was going to be actually um although this is a mobile port which is the one some people might look at as a disappointment It's actually a very well-reviewed game and it's a very different kind of experience to what I was expecting because it's more of an interactive kind of discover, search for things, try and figure out what's happening type investigation game using real actors and things, Anton. And um, actually, it is quite well-reviewed despite the fact it's a mobile port.
1: Yeah, um, that rich other Doctor Who title that we talked about from the creators of the Oculus game—I think that's a
0: separate title. Yep. So I'm glad you said that because isn't he, this is um, a new one. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. comp- I was very, very concerned that this was the the only one, and I was sure there was going to be more too. Although there's nothing wrong with this game, I was worried that this was the only thing. So
1: yeah, I'm I'm a bit more cynical on this one. I think it is a fantastic game, and I'd love to if I was a fan of the the TV show on mobile. I think it would be a solid title on the Nintendo Switch because it is designed to be played on a vertical screen. It does feel a little bit shoehorned in, mm-hmm. but as long as they price it appropriately, and I imagine for the diehard Doctor Who fans, maybe getting it on their handheld of choice would be nice. But the the yeah the how dependent it is on the experience of a mobile phone it really just makes it feel like uh, a bit of a forced port, at least in my eyes. Al.
2: I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, to be honest. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. In fact, I think in my entire life I've seen probably less than a handful of episodes, so I'm, I've got no particular dog in this race. Uh, but just looking at the trailer, the trailer basically seems to have modelled a mobile phone and then has the game just bundled into this pretend to mobile phone on the screen. But to be honest, it doesn't really give much away. I, I don't know if what you're seeing in the trailer Is anything like the actual gameplay All I know is it looks terrifying And I'm not going to touch it with a barge pole.
0: Yeah it's um, I mean I, I totally get what you're saying I, just, I don't have an issue with it being on the Switch But I don't think it's certainly designed For Switch and with Switch in mind And I think that is the disappointment of it But it is well reviewed and if you don't want to You know, I've said this before. Sometimes I want to keep my mobile for my mobile and I can't be bothered playing games on it. Sometimes I do play games, but, you know, I can understand why some people might want it on the Switch instead. So it's an interesting one. This one I am interested in. I think this could be really cool and it's going to be free as well. It's uh, launching July the 27th, but I don't know if we're going to get it then or not. But uh, 1047 Games have announced Splitgate for the Switch. It is a shooter. It's kind of described as kind of portal meets Halo. Um, And let's face it, that is not a bad combination of games to be given a free game based on Al. i know i mean
2: we've already said you and i don't play many shooters this one looks great fun but massively mind-boggling i mean open portal either shoot through it and kill someone or jump through it and kill someone or force someone to jump through it into your flying bullet i mean there are so many ways to die so many creative ways to kill people but it just looks brilliant it's a Really, really really clever idea. I don't know who decided to merge these two ideas, but it looks like it's going
0: to work really, really well. They've pulled off. The game looks very, very polished. Very polished indeed. Yeah, interesting, Anton, as well. People have been reading what people have said about it on PS4. I know a lot of people have been playing it there, and many people saying it's one of, if not the best, free to play shooter out at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of of shooters going around at the moment. You know, many of them are trying to pull you in with like the cool, colorful characters and the cool world, and you know they have these big cinematic um, trailers that they show e 3 about this new multiplayer shooter. This one, you just need to say the headline. You know, it's Halo meets Portal, and you know you're ready. Like, I'm on board. It looks totally. great, <laughs> and I imagine it's going to be fun for a really lo- like a good couple months, and then the skill gap is just going to like increase because I'm just imagining. You see somebody and then they're already shooting you in the back of your head before you've even like got your crosshair on it. I imagine
0: people could get stupidly good at this title. Yeah, I mean, I guess again, if there's op- options to play with friends, I mean, that's the big thing. You know, I remember playing Halo with friends, headsets on Xbox 360, and you'd jump in together, and there'd be the the four of you the same team, and that was the, that was the bit that I loved. Now, obviously, the Switch doesn't do voice chat very well but these days we've got zoom and we've got you know other options and you know discord and whatever so that's where i would see the fun potential and the fact it's free you can get people to play it without having to spend any more money so yeah i'm I'm interested for this one for sure because we've tried a couple of shooters free to play shooters all and you know we have a bit we've had a bit of fun with it but this one does look like we could definitely get on board with so i'm excited for it
2: yeah, I mean, it's basically like uh, drinking a pangalactic gargle blaster. Just whack, whack a, what, is a brick and a lemon or something, rap, bang your head. I forget how Douglas Adam described it, but this game looks like it has exactly the same effect as drinking a pangalactic gargle blaster. Well, I don't know what you
0: just said. Uh, well, I will go with it. I'm <laughs> yeah, assuming on, it was a Hitchhiker's Guide to, galaxy. Was like, oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> 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 no, it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is indeed. Yeah, at least. At least I got the right world. Well, that's, you know, that's something. Um, okay. Uh, to be fair, I mean, I, I did, before we started recording tonight, we were talking about musicians, Anton and I, and I'm not going to embarrass him, but I did mention a couple of very, very famous names and Anton looked to me as if I just mentioned, you know, it's, a name. You can, you can fire them out there. It's okay. Really? I've forgotten them. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned Pavarotti and Anton said who? Um <laughs> I um I also mentioned, there was someone else I said that was massively... F- oh, Rod Stewart, and he said, I think I saw them on a CD once in a charity shop. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, YouTuber Digital Dreams have shared a video of the Wii U version of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild running at 8K with ray tracing. Um, sure. Why not, Al? Oh, my God, it's so pretty. I viewed it on my,
2: my fancy new iMac with its 5K monitor on to- Oh, it was just gorgeous. I want Zelda to look like that so badly. I really, 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 really really want our games to look like that. But yeah, this is obviously a PC mod um, that they'd they'd added all the good stuff to. And it generally is stunning. Uh, All all credit to them. They have done a great job.
1: Yeah, Kel makes me jealous, you know. The... You know, the PS the PS five and the Xbox Series X are in many ways derivative of the the hardware that was in the PS four and Xbox One. And you know, they're able to scale up their games to the newer hardware somewhat. Where with the Switch we've kind of started over and it's um and I presume Nintendo, once again, whatever falls the Switch will be like a fresh start. Um but it's amazing to see in these modern Nintendo tiles the level of scalability that they have. And this is not done by massive teams. This is you know homegrown modders adding ray tracing to this game well, and know making where this it look is, exceptional
0: you know where this is going anton in 10 years time we're going to be talking about the breath of the wild remaster for the nintendo swatch or whatever's next you know <laughs> Um, and that's that's the way it's going to work. And then we're going to be playing eight K versions, but but which point everyone else will be on like sixty four K. Yeah, it's, it's
1: going to suck. By that point, my eyes are not even going to be eight K, so I won't even get to enjoy it. Imagine what our eyes are going to be like.
0: Imagine what our eyes are going to be like by then. Right next up, Niantic's mobile Pikmin game is aiming for a twenty twenty one release date. I'll come to you, Al, because you like a mobile game. Um, and yeah, I mean. It'll probably be I think it'll probably Be quite good Because Niantic are Generally pretty good At mobile games Yeah I suppose it Very much depends What they do with it I've
2: my uh, son has been playing Pokemon Go Which is a Niantic I one, know so they-
0: I met him in the park When he was playing it But, but obviously He wasn't on his own But you know it was, uh, We actually had a conversation About it
2: Oh he will tell you All about it Far longer than you Would wish him to <laughs> And then my other half She still plays The uh, the Harry Potter one That Niantic did And she's been playing that For about two years Maybe even more by now um, So their games have Quite a bit of longevity And they do tend to Design them well Support them well uh, And heck I'm intrigued to see What they're going to do With a Pikmin game Because I mean, it's such a random IP to do a Niantic game from, so they ah, could have something
0: it, clever up their sleeves. But isn't it, isn't hasn't it got an absolutely massive following elsewhere though? Anton Pickman? Um Yeah, it's got definitely a cult following. I think
1: the the first two did very well, uh, but they were like at the start of the Wii, so people were like Wii sports. So I think mm. it got overshadowed a little, and then the third game was on the Wii U. Did well on the Wii U by Wii U standards, but yeah, I think the idea of just finding little wee Pikmin a living and hiding around your world in Nooks and Crannies is just lovely. And you know Nintendo, more so than Warner Bros or something like that, that's handling Harry Potter, will make sure that this is like quality. And to be honest, Nantic's done good stuff, so Nantic's quality, Nintendo's quality, we could have
0: something really special here. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've got some life is strange news, not necessarily good news, but uh, the remastered collection has been delayed till 2022, and True Colors has been delayed, but they are still aiming for it this year. And these are games that I'm very, very excited to get. I'm not that worried if it's a delay though, because I'm like, you know what? If you got to delay it, you got to delay it. As long as it's um, all for the greater good, all
2: the greater good, the greater good.
0: <laughs> what's, what, what clip? What's that from? What's that reference? Uh, that's Hot Fuzz, isn't
2: it? I feel. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, where it's, it's wrong. Yeah, right. no, uh, we have on this podcast no issue with the games developers delaying games. I mean, it might upset their marketing departments and their investors, but from a gamer's point of view, we would much rather games were delayed and done well than rushed out and needing day one poor uh, patches and then a week one patch and then a three month patch because they just yeah. rushed out.
1: Yeah, and I think in the, this world now where we live in, where reviews are just stick around for a while like it isn't like oh there was a review in a magazine up i found it in game station for 4.99 sure we're in a time now where if you get a bad review like say the port of the outer worlds on switch that can haunt that game forever even though they fixed it now everybody just looks up reviews of the outer worlds and it's a broken mess in those trailers even though uh, those reviews even though it's been fixed so getting it right the first time Definitely the wise move, and I think Square Enix has uh, fought wisely here.
0: And I should add that um, their worlds plays very, very well on the Switch now. It's um, actually remarkably well, considering where it was when it first released. So, I would recommend. But uh, yeah, don't don't play it without the patch. Uh, next up, a UK newspaper Telegram have published a piece claiming video games will be the next glo- global pandemic, ruining generations of people it's like the 80s that's all over the again telegraph. <laughs> uh, i was thinking i was like, i don't know what the telegram is so we should probably disregard this but if it's a telegraph they're slightly bigger um okay so but the thing is right this is like i mean how many times do we go through this i mean it's like the 80s when it was um vhs movies that was going to ruin everyone because you know people could watch scary movies at home and that was going to influence things and look Video game, video games. Of course, there are people that are influenced by video games in the same way as movies and TV shows and whatever else. But there, that's video, not video games issue. Um, and it is such a weird take because the video games are also doing so many positive things if they're handled correctly. But isn't that the same as everything else?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is one of these stories that's sort of slightly been blown out of portion and uh, i mean i probably shouldn't say that but i mean it's just it's a dumb article that was talking about gaming addiction which is a real problem for some people and they're just yeah,
0: of
2: course going is. down the tried and tested oh our teenagers are doing because they're looking at screens well sorry they were saying that when we were kids and we're perfectly fine well mostly fine functioning adults i should probably uh, slightly <laughs> caveat say, that
0: let's let's not use that as an example yes it's
2: not going to be the ruin of society it's not going to destroy a whole generation it's just people having fun and playing video well, games and they will go out and ride a bike and they'll fall off a tree and they will go out drinking and they can do everything that kids do and it'll be fine. Stop stressing about yeah, it and also stop, and stop stressing about
0: the article. It gives it more attention than it deserves. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Anton, here's the, the weird thing is that Al and I grew up, you know, 10, 12, 15 BC. years before you. Um, before you, BC, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you when you grew up, I mean, a lot of kids that were the same age as you who are now in their kind of early mid 20s they're some of the most kind of enlightened people I know who do the most amazing things and you know I look at them and go wow like how how can you be so how can you know so much at that age you know and and I, to me, they grew up with video games even more than we did. I mean, we grew up with them, but we were playing them on 14-inch big boxes in our bedrooms and dodgy kind of aerial connections and things, you know. So so I look at people who grew up with like Xboxes and things and and I and there's no, like, if anything, they're an even better generation than we are. So, so I don't see that, I, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, amazing. I remember seeing a quote, and it was from like a newspaper, I think 1800s, maybe earlier. I I don't know history. But it was basically just somebody writing in just being like... Metroid wasn't out yet. Yeah. <laughs> just basically being like, yeah, all these kids don't know how to use um, slate and sand or something like that. They're like, oh, this paper's rubbish. It's corrupting the kids. They don't even know how to use this slate. And, um, you know, history repeats itself. And I just imagine that the writer of this article was probably, you know... Have, you know, got locked in their house, and you know, wanted some friends, and they're all playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and they're all <laughs> left on their lonesome, and they couldn't figure out which button was the go button, and. You know they
0: were left out. <laughs> that was that was your first ever published article, wasn't it, Al? Okay, next up, Goomba Tower has fallen, which of course is ironic, um, but it's actually fallen at Super Nintendo World. So, I mean, we're not going to talk about this for long. It's ironic. It's kind of ridiculous, but yes, it, it that yeah, not good for the for the theme park. The while well, you don't want things falling down. No, no, you don't. There was actually it
2: sounds a tower of Goombas fell over, but thankfully it fell over on a bit of the ride where people aren't so it's just a tower fell over and then some staff manhandled it into a tunnel out of the way until they could put it back up again properly the end is brilliant i can't enough, believe made, made, should... made the headlines
1: uh london bridge is down goomba tower is down
0: yeah. nintendo's gone bust I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not great in a the theme park, but it is kind of ridiculous that it was a Goomba Tower. But anyway, uh, Pokemon presents. I'm just sorry, in my head. All I can see is Mario just jumping on the top one. That's just all I've got <laughs> in my head. Uh, Pokemon presents event. We're getting one now. It's actually happening this week. It's actually happening on Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, probably around about now or tomorrow or yesterday, depending when you're listening. Um, yeah, I mean, this. What do you expect, Anton? Um honestly there's just so much going. We've got the new remakes coming along.
1: They have like Pokemon Teeth, like a brushing your teeth game for kids. They have like fifty different mobile games. I imagine maybe a little bit of like launch strategy for Pokemon Unite. Um Pokemon Snaps all out. There's just so much Pokemon stuff going on. It would be lovely to get a glimpse of a new movie, but I think that'll be just dropped as a trailer on its own. But I don't even know where to begin, Al. I'm, I'm on the same page, Anton. There's
2: so much Pokemon going on everywhere you look that there literally could be anything in here. They're probably going to show us a whole lot of updates on all the games that are coming out and they will probably drop something like there's going to be uh, a new Pokemon backpack available for going to school. And by the way, we've made a Pokemon bouncy ball and a Pokemon bedspread and here's some Pokemon sandwiches and it's...
0: It, who, I don't know. There's just so much Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's great for Pokemon fans though. It's it's great, and in the fact, they've got their own event. It's perfect because it keeps it away from everything else. It means that it's a real event for Pokemon fans. So, yeah, it's going to be good, and we'll, we'll sure we'll be touching on one or two of the things that they talk about come the next podcast. Uh, okay, uh, so Masahiro Sakurai isn't a fan of memes using his face. I thought this was quite funny this week. I have to admit, I was I was just thinking how many more memes are there going to be literally today. What have I missed? Um, so Sakurai said um, I, I feel like I want them to stop using my face Or icon to say what they want to say Even if it's a joke You shouldn't use other people's powers For your own principles <laughs> I feel a little bit sorry for, for him But at the same time I'm like oh, It's it, To be honest Most of it is done In a positive way It's not like You know It's just because Of who they are More than anything And it's not done in a way of sort of you know, they're not using his image to make fun of him. It's it's more of a kind of, you know, it's just meme culture, which I guess, I, I, I wonder if maybe if you're not in meme culture and it, maybe culturally as well, things are dif- different. You just don't really understand how, what it's about. And it probably feels a bit weird, Al.
2: I don't understand. Were there a whole lot of memes of his face? I mean, was there...
0: What, what is, I don't understand, Mike. What's going on? I'm scared. But I don't, I mean, to be honest, I can't think I've ever gone, do you know what meme I need? I need a Sakurai meme. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm assuming there must be memes out there and he's just felt that, well, we shouldn't use my image because, you know, they're using it for something that isn't, you know, that I've consented to, I guess, which you can understand. But... Memes are done in a you know just generally. I'm talking about memes are memes are kind of they yeah. funny, <laughs> aren't they, Anton? It's,
1: yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, it's kind of a bizarre thing to come out with. um Like I get it, but at the same time, I'm like most of the Sakurai memes like worship him like a god.
0: What? like that's kind of where
1: it's He's not it a individual.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it was like a meme, like you know, I can imagine a meme of me and you, Al, and and no doubt the meme of me, you know, giving our Patreon supporters would be me being killed to death in a game like, you know, one of the online ones we play, right? And I wouldn't be offended by that. I would find that absolutely hilarious or if they're taking, making fun of my height and saying, oh, there's I I suppose it'll rain at some point today and Al's already got his umbrella out, you know, because he's much taller than me. I would find that quite funny. You know, I'm just, you know, do you know what I mean, Al? That's funny. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I find it funny But like You just you know, <laughs> Don't take yourself so seriously Oh yeah
2: I know Bless him I, I, Listen I sympathise with him uh, He maybe doesn't understand And if he If he doesn't like it Then he's, it's his prerogative To not like it That's that's fair Yeah enough.
0: he's allowed You're right He is allowed to not like it And that's fine But I just feel by saying That all he's done Is just opened up To another billion oh, memes Oh yeah. yeah Everyone's going to be Making memes of Don't make memes of me <laughs> Oh dear, the never-ending loop of memes. Um, okay, let's talk about indie world because it did happen this week, and it was quite a kind of drop. I think it announced they announced it on the Tuesday, I think, and then it happened on the Wednesday, as far as I remember. Although this week's been a bit of the last week or so has been a bit of a blur. But um, what I might do here is um, go through them, get a quick word on each from you, and then we'll do our usual rating of what you thought of uh, it overall. It wasn't as long as some of them, and it was still, I think, about 20 minutes, though, to be fair. And there was quite a lot of detail in one or two of them. So we won't talk for too long in each, because there is a lot to get through. So let me start from the beginning, and we'll work through them. So first of all, Team Reptiles showcased Bomb Rush Cyberfunk for the Switch, featuring Jet Set Radio-style gameplay coming out 2022. Everyone I've spoken to has said when's Jet Set Radio coming out on the Switch Al because it just looked like Jet Set Radio it did but I
2: never wanted to play Jet Set Radio and I wanted to play this I don't know why but this just caught my Mm. attention as soon as this dropped I was like ah this looks brilliant this is going to be a good direct even though it's not a direct what do you call it indie world showcase so yeah this put me in a good mood
1: yeah you know I like the scale of this one I think having a a more open city um, was the next evolution for Jet Set Radio to take and this game has done that effortlessly which I'm glad to see yeah,
0: next up Something We Made showcased uh, a photo adventure for the Nintendo Switch and the hand-drawn photography game coming out later this year. What was your take on this, Al? Photography games generally
2: send me to sleep. Just the whole premise of them. But this one looked cute and quirky and amusing. And as much as it's about taking photographs, the levels are very small. I mean, they're teeny tiny little wee, like, sort of almost like a stage. And you go around and you, I think by the look of it, fill in a whole story by taking the odd little picture and you've got to get the right one at the right time and it just looks kind of beautiful
0: actually i surprised me it took me aback is this the one that's called to- tom a photo adventure yes is that, that's is one that, yeah, yeah yeah
1: indeed yes yeah
0: what was your thought anton
1: um yeah i it's very cute but nothing's quite gripping me yet um i like the photography aspect um i think it would be nice to have some color to you know Add some more dynamic gameplay to the photography bit, but I, know, I, I like do the love the hand-drawn one, nature of
0: it. Yeah, it's weird you say that, Anton. I was going to jump in exactly when Alistair did there and say the same. I love the black and white aspect of it. I think that's, I don't know, something about that art that I just love it. It reminds me of West of Loathing, which is a game which I still thoroughly recommend, which is a Western RPG, which saw in black and white. It's hand-drawn, more hand-drawn than this. But I, that's my favourite bit of this. Like you said, Anton, I'm not sure about the whether it grips me enough to, to want to play it in terms of the premise, but I love the, the kind of style of it. So I would play on that basis, but like you, I'm not sure if I'm gripped enough to buy it. But yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, it's funny how... Different people have different takes on the art style, I guess. But uh Devolver Digital, they show- showcased Loop Hero for the Nintendo Switch. It's a looping dungeon crawler coming out during the, the, the summer, just before the end of the holidays. Uh, Anton, what was your take on Loop Hero? Yeah, you know,
1: I had it ver- some very gorgeous and detailed pixel art. Um, it's got a lot going on in there. So from even the trailer, I was struggling to grasp how the gameplay worked entirely. Um but Devolver does some good stuff. There's clearly some quality and some polish here. Um I would need to see a review for this one. Um it might be a very great game for a niche audience, or it could really click for everyone. And I'm leaning on the kind of former option, but um yeah, wait and see, I think, Al. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. It does have a
2: niche audience vibe to it. I mean, it's an odd it's an odd premise. From what I gathered just during their discussion, you're not so much crawling through dungeons as building the dungeon for a hero to crawl through and loop round and round and round until they die. I think is what was happening. Yeah, that's it was what I a got. Very odd premise, but a nice interesting take on the dungeon craw- crawler idea. It's something that I haven't really seen being
0: done before, which is probably why we're all a bit confused by it. So that's yeah. that's a good start, to be honest. Yeah, I think the fact that it is confusing might be its best weapon actually because it is different definitely different i'm not like you i'm not absolutely taken with it although i do think it looks impressive and devolver digital that actually got me interested more than anything but yeah i'm just i can't can't quite decide what to make of it but i think it's one of these games you need to get hands on and play it so i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of reviews that gets next up uh, frontier foundry and okomotive showcased far changing tides for the switch it's an explorative Uh, platformer, puzzler coming out early 2020. Now, we didn't see a huge amount of gameplay, Anton, but what we did see, I have to say, was gorgeous. And one of my favourite trailers, I'm not saying favourite games because I don't know how it plays yet, really, but favourite trailers, I thought it it looked really stunning.
1: Yeah, this one looked really just epic and grand although being an indie title and the you know it kind of reminds me a little bit of Ori and the Blind Forest and Will of the West, where we had that first title that kind of laid on the foundation and I feel like this is going to be the one that will really push it and make it something where you look at and you're like wow that's a solid title. Obviously the jury sell out if that's 100% the case but I'm feeling optimistic with the direction this one's going. It has some really nice inside vibes if you ever played that title. Mm. I
0: Thoughts?
2: I was com- no, confused the wrong word. Perplexed? Conflicted? It's weird. The aesthetic of this game really did not click with me. It looked like if you played like a maybe mid-1990s video game when they had the CGI cutscenes so it wasn't mm. what was being rendered but it was what you were capable of being rendered at the time this looked like that but with better lighting I was I was really put off by the visual of it it just looked kind of oh. ugly but slightly polished now that's not a good reason to not play a game because the gameplay might be phenomenal the story might be amazing and obviously it is a sequel and the first one was very very good so i really should just put myself back in a box but I was really struggling to get past the
0: visual of it yeah I, I, it's funny because I really like the visual of this one but Um, But yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see, as you say, gameplay is king, so we don't really know very much about that yet, so we'll wait and see. Coconut Island and Playism showcased Necrobarista Final Pour for the Nintendo Switch. It's a visual novel where people who have died can have one final drink, and it's out now. Uh, Interesting one, this for me. I thought the art style was good in places, uh, in other places a bit kind of like oh i'm not sure if i like this or not um i love the visual novel aspect as you know um but yeah i'm I'm kind of weirdly i didn't instantly want to go and buy it which is weird because i should because it's got coffee it's got visual novel it's got the afterlife it's got a lot of the things that tick all the boxes for me anton but i don't know why i haven't bought it yet yeah, I'm, I'm mixed on
1: this. Um, similarly, there's that element missing from it, but logically, I'm like, this sounds like I should love it. There was, um, I think it was Coffee Chat, another coffee game yeah. that was on the Switch. Um, and that game didn't click with me, sadly. The, Same. the You know, I think it needed like a dialogue tree or something. You needed some more input in that. Uh, so this has that from the looks of things, but You know, it's a very interesting premise, but I don't know how attached you can get to these characters if they're just there for one night and then are dead. Um, I'm hoping to see some... Well, it's it's a port remaster of an existing title, so it's clearly well-regarded. So maybe at the right price, uh, I might take the plunge, um, because... yeah, it's got the reputation now. Yeah, I mean, it's been around on Steam
2: since I think it's 2019, I'm going to say, um, and got fairly well reviewed at the time. So, I mean, it's obviously a solid game. Uh, the visuals, again, they're odd. I actually quite like the general visual visual aesthetic, but the characters all vary so much. There's no one style. You can't say, oh yes, that's an anime style. Or that's a, the The characters are just so diverse, which is odd. I don't think I've really seen a game mix character styles in quite the same way as this does, which... It's not a bad thing, to be honest. I feel I said that quite a few times this time. Uh, sorry, in this episode. But I don't know. It's not ticking any of my boxes, but
0: you probably ought to go and check it out because it gets well reviewed. Yeah. You no, know, I mean I kind of the I think I might wait for a sale, to be honest. I think exactly what Anton said. I think if it was to uh to arrive in a sale, I might be quite quite keen but um yeah i'm not 100 sure uh, then we had a, a montage uh, an out now montage which featured garden story axiom verge 2 and boyfriend dungeon so taking the first two anton axiom verge 2 is one of, i i couldn't believe that they just threw this into a montage because this was a huge there's a lot of hype behind axiom verge 2 coming and garden story i thought looked really really good boyfriend dungeon I, I don't know i mean it could be great but it's not on my list what was your take on these ones
1: yeah, um, I haven't read up too much on Garden Story, but from what I can gather, Axiom Verge, like the former title on the franchise, is one of the, the greatest Metroidvanias made, period, so great stuff there. And Boyfriend Dungeon, I thought that game would kind of you know fly under the radar, or just be okay, but I've heard really good reviews, and that was a game that I was just not clicking with, it just... It just felt a little bit weird to me, but the reviews have been great on that title, but how about yourself, Al? I hadn't actually realised that the reviews had been so
2: good for, is it Boyfriend Dungeon? It just well, looks at least the so the I've weird. Seen. It looks like it's such a bizarre concept. You're dating your boyfriend who is your sword. I mean, there's something... I'm not, I'm not going to go down there. You can, you can yeah, read your own a whole things into it. In it so <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- none of these ones particularly did any much for me. I think there are a lot of people in our Discord who are very excited about Garden Story. And to be fair, yeah. it does look very cute. It looks incredibly cute. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, the rest, of the what was it? Axiom Verge 2, not my cup of tea, but it does look interesting. I like the fact it's a prequel to the, to the original game. That's kind of nice, setting up the whole world that Axiom Verge is in. I like that
0: yeah kind of with you on that um Yacht Club Games they showcased Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon for the Switch a new block based uh puzzle game coming out in uh, over the summer um yeah Sho- Shovel Knight obviously have done it's done so well as a franchise Anton and the the content is incredible and um yeah I think this, this I'm sure this will be great as well it's um especially if you're if you're a Shovel Knight fan you're just going to lap this up aren't you
1: yeah, you know, and what will be nice is yacht club games outside of the treasure trove are all fairly well priced. You know, it'll be a seven ninety nine title or nine ninety nine from memory, and um, yeah, excited to give this one a go. It's got a very nice coat of shovel night paint, but as a just simple puzzler, looks quite fun, and uh, I feel like with a lot of these kind of block based puzzlers, you just need to get them in your hands. So would love a demo wink, wink, but
0: uh, yeah, I'm quite optimistic that this, uh, this will be a solid tale.
1: I don't know, I just saw this and thought it looked like
2: Shovel Knight Shovel Wear, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think, I think Shovel Knight, they have that kind of Aesthetic to them anyway, but I think the games are usually quality wise very, very good. So I'd be surprised if it is that, but given, you know, yacht game, yacht club games as well. But you could be right. I'm not going to be buying it. I'm sure it will be
2: well received and everyone will love it, but it does just look like how else can we milk this franchise? Well, let's make a puzzler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't blame them. Next up, Coach Sync showcased Islander's uh, consoles edition for the Switch. It's an organic city builder. Uh, it's out now. I thought, again, this looked. Um, pr- pretty good Um, wasn't too sort of instantly like oh, I must buy this but I thought it it looked good and I think this is going to see some uh, interest again again art wise art style wise it's it's quite there's quite a lot of games that look like this at the moment oh, it's my only thing I would say about it
2: yeah but this one I mean there are there are a lot and this is basically just another city management sim but in a completely chilled calm way and, and a, a kind of a an odd... I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you're given a little island and you've got to squeeze in as much town or village as you can and you get more points depending on how well you lay things out and then you repeat. And it does look quite chilled, but at the same time also quite monotonous and repetitive. Mm. I started off thinking, I really like the look of this. And by the end of the trailer, I thought, yeah, I'm fed up now.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was um, chatting with a a friend of mine that's played the the PC one of this and I've always uh, spoken incredibly highly of it. But the thing that really stuck up my ears is apparently the Switch port, like the PC version, is only going to be a fiver. Which, okay. when I heard that, I was easily expecting this to be an £18, £20 pound game, you know, Switch tax and all. And um, no, for that, I was like, okay, there's a lot of meat on this bones. It looks very calm. This might be a nice before bed sort of game. Uh,
0: yeah, so I'm going to be giving that. this one a wee whirl because I
1: like the energy of it
0: yeah yeah I, th- I can see that um is out now so you can go and pick it up for yourself dot uh, emu showcased metal slug tactics for the switch it's an isometric strategy game in the metal slug universe which will please a lot of metal slug fans um yeah it's, it's a reboot it's um i don't know i mean it's not for me but i can see a lot of people being really happy with uh with this one um a lot of tactics retro kind of vibe to it anton
1: yeah, I I really love this one. It's not a genre I'd play, but I love the Metal Slug games. Admittedly, I feel like through the god eh, like fifteen sequels, it's probably built up over the years. They have done everything they can do with Metal Slug, so them expanding in a different genre
0: seems ideal. But they haven't done a Metal Slug dating sim yet, all. <laughs> I mean, that could be. Amusing. I'm almost embarrassed <laughs> to
2: say I've never played a metal slug game, but I really like the look of this. I, I mean I would probably be terrible at the they're the, the platformers, right? The, the run and gun platformer. Yeah. 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 Whereas this one just sort of looks like more my speed. I don't need to be particularly precise. I don't need fast reflexes. I kind of maybe think roughly about what I want to do. And it does look good fun. I'm yeah. Genuinely tempted to make this my first ever metal slug.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I could see why. I have to say it does have a charm about it, and I think. It is a tactics game, which I think will suit a lot of people. And I guess it's the it's the war equivalent of the before-bed game like Islanders. <laughs> you know, if you want to do the, the sort of fighty version, then this could be a good option. Uh, Enhance showcased Tetris Effect connected for the Nintendo Switch. Psychedelic Tetris game coming out October the 8th. And this was probably my favourite moment of the whole showcase because it just looks ace. I think this is the one you've spoken highly of in the past, Anton. It is the best version of Tetris I have ever
1: played. It's expensive. They may be charged a little too much of it, but it's worth every penny. It is, for a puzzle game, immersive. It's just got the music. Every block that you move it left or right, you slam it down, you slide it down, it affects the music, it affects the visuals. The visuals and the sound design is so good that they have a kind of concert mode. Uh, sorry, a light show mode where you just get to take it all in, and they have the good old classic textures in there. But it's just so immersive; you need to play it with headphones or the best sound you can get. Um, I was taken aback. I got this with um my Series X, and you know I had this new fancy four K console, and the best game I played on it. And the most immersive one I played was Tetris. I was just entranced.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad you've explained that because I watched this trailer and I saw all the, dis- awful trailer. the, all the Discord going, oh, it's amazing, this one!" and I thought, I don't get it. It's just
0: Tetris. Tetris is yeah. good.
2: Why is everyone so hyped about this? But I don't I, understand.
0: Now you've matched it. That's where I had the benefit is because I remember, I think it was an episode you were off, Um, we were talking about Tetris and we talked about Tetris Effect and I remembered Anton talking about how good Effect Connected was and when I saw it, it made sense because Anton had described it to me previously, but you're right. I thought the trailer didn't do enough to sell it to people, but... Um, I'm excited to see what reaction this gets and um, well you know we've we've already got some good Tetris games on the Switch but this is yeah this is cool I'm I'm really excited about this one this is the before bed game you want to play the only problem is you're going to be dreaming Tetris blocks when you do that I just
2: can't believe what 30-ish years on we're all getting excited about Tetris that's just weird I know (laughs)
0: it's great I think it's it's fantastic I think it's fantastic okay so a couple more things to finish on then we then had a montage uh, Astroneer 100 days uh, which is a winemaking simulator we had slime rancher uh, uh portable edition is that right is that yeah maybe uh lum jack uh curious expedition 2 and gang beasts out of the montage um i'll give you my highlights were definitely i like the look of Lumbear jack i thought it looked cool slime rancher has something about it i like the concept of the winemaking simulator just because winemaking simulator but i'm never gonna play it but yeah, that's where I was at, Al. What about you? I like the look of Lumbear
2: and Gang Beasts, I couldn't decide out if I loved it or hated it. It just looked so clunky and awful that it would either be a horrible experience to play or an amazingly fun experience to play. I'm guessing it's probably yeah. the latter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I loved watching Let's Plays of Gang Beasts. It is just one of those games that just brings out the worst and best in people. It just breaks them. It's so stupid and floppy and you're just throwing people off of a moving bus. And you love them, but you're throwing them off a moving bus to save yourself. And you throw them off and then they're hanging off by the edge of a <clears> door on the back of the van, or you're smashing them through a window, or you're cutting This
0: a- could be a really good uh, Nintendo Switch Yuki podcast. Let's It play.
1: has um Kelf
0: Astro Bears energy, but on roids. Nice. I am excited for that then. That you you've changed my mind on that one. Uh, and then finally this one which I must admit I am quite intrigued about because I loved the very first time we saw this and yeah, I'm still excited to see Chucklefish showcased Eastward cinematic pixel adventures coming out in 1 month's time, September the 16th. Um yeah, I mean you you know I've mentioned this one before when it's when it's it's been mentioned and I'm Excited to see what this is like, Anton. I, I think this is going to be... I think this potentially could be a modern, retro, pixelated classic if it's done right.
1: Yeah, you know, this. Uh, the quality here is just incredible. And we've seen it a couple of times. I've been like, that looks like a good game. But what they showed at the Indie World Direct in August was just like, wow, this could be top 20 eShop sale stuff here. I was very impressed with it. Just... Every inch of it just looked like it had a lick of polish that you don't see in every game. Uh, I don't know if I'll, I would personally pick it up, but I'm really tempted. I really want to see the reviews and, you know, get the full story.
2: Yeah, I can't remember how I reacted to this last time round. I have a funny feeling I might have be been negative about it, in which case I want to go back and slap myself because this does look like a really, really engaging, beautiful game that everyone should probably go and play you're right Mike this does have classic written all over it this is going to become you can tell from afar this is going to become
0: one of these games that people are going to be talking about and playing for a very long time yeah I've got to say um, I think that will be the case I mean we don't know obviously until games come out but you just you have that vibe of it don't you that it's going to be a classic but We'll see. It might be a flop, and <laughs> you'll play this back in a month's time when all the reviews are in, and you go, "Wow, you were wrong." Uh, but I don't think so. Um, so I want to give—I want you to give me your overall score out of ten, like we always do, and a final thought on it. So I'll start with Anton this time.
1: Yes, um, there's a decent chunk in there that I wouldn't play, but I recognise the value in it. There's a lot of stuff in there I would play, so I'm giving this. I might go. I might even go high. I might go for a nine this time
0: That's, Wow Interesting yeah. We could have I think this could be One of the rare occasions Where we have quite differing Thoughts I, I'm not sure yet Because we're going to come to Al next But I just have this feeling Al what was your thoughts?
2: I am not a million miles away From Anton to be honest I thought this was a pretty solid um, uh, Indie world uh, There wasn't a whole lot in there That got me massively Personally excited But I could recognise There was a lot in there That was really really good uh, And compared to some of the indie worlds we've had in the past, this one really did stand out as having a lot of really quality stuff. So I'm going to give it an eight.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm in the minority then because I did have a couple of moments where I was like, yeah, great. So um, definitely Tetris Effect, Connected and Eastward were probably my two favourites. But yeah, weirdly, if I was going on personal... I would be very low, and I'm still going to go quite low because I don't know. There was just something about this I just didn't get excited for the majority of the games, and it's really unlike me because normally I'm the the you know I'm the ten out of ten when everyone else is a seven, you know. But I I think I'm going to have to go six. <gasps> whoa! <Yeah>. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I guess. I think we need to eject him from the I podcast. Guess, um,
1: I guess you didn't watch it, did you?
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't. Well, oh, sorry. We're we talking about the indie. Oh, no, the indie. Oh, yeah, no, no, the indie world. Oh, <laughs> 10. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go out. You know what? I'll I'll up it slightly, um, and only based on. I'm basing this very much on my own feelings um, of what I would play and there was probably only two games in there that I was really excited about so i give it a six but I'm going to give it a seven and that is based on the fact that I do recognise like you said there are some quality titles in there that I'll never play but um, so we'll give it a seven so there we go in fact,
2: in fact, you should bump it up one more because at least there was no Just Dance on there I mean, any any direct <laughs> any description I'm taking it back just down dance, down to six. I guess I back can down <laughs>
0: back down to six again <laughs> no just dance. Okay, it's time to move on to this week's rumours. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So voice actor Jenna Coleman, who was in Anyone? There's a link to something we talked about earlier on. Doctor Who. Uh... Um, and was also in Emmerdale and was also in um, one of the Avengers movies, I believe, um, early on. But anyway, Jenna Coleman be- uh, believes a new Xenoblade Chronicles game is in production. She was one of the voice actors in uh, Xenoblade uh the first ones. Um not not the uh not two, I don't think, but in the earlier ones. So um, I love the description so. that she believes. Well
2: presumably either she knows or she doesn't know.
0: <laughs> well she doesn't so the weird thing about Jenna Coleman is she's quite a famous a- actor, but she has never really talked about Xenoblade and the fact that she was in Xenoblade uh, probably because Um, A lot of the time, you know, as movie actors, it's probably not as cool to talk about video games. Video games are a bit cooler now. And now she's talking about it. And I wonder if she maybe talked too much about it and wasn't supposed to talk about the new Xenoblade and has just kind of gone, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm doing another one of those um, Xenoblade games that I do because it's probably not her priority, Anton. What's your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, you know... I definitely think there's a new Xenoblade Chronicles game coming along because we haven't seen what Monolith Software have been up to besides supporting Breath of the Wild development, which they did while also working on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But um, I have the feeling that she has said this uh, and hasn't been shot yet. means that she's not involved. I don't think Nintendo would
0: let her just go around and drop news like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't think, she, I I doubt unless she's got a very small part that she hasn't done yet, that she's been particularly heavily involved. Although there is an industry insider, Imran Khan, who said that it's nearing, Xenoblade 3 is nearing its final stages of development. So it does, you start putting two, two, two and two together, I'll. Uh, sometimes you get five, but I think we're closer to four this time.
2: Yeah, I think your math is adding up there. Uh, I'm pretty confident in saying
0: that yes there's going to be a Xenoblade Chronicles
2: 3 and it's near the end of development because we've had two people basically say that in the space of a week
0: yeah it's slam dunk okay Overcooked All You Can Eat has got some new free levels for the game's fifth anniversary I'm going nowhere near that because I have finished and completed both games but my biggest issue with Overcooked is that I rage more than any other game in the world when I'm playing it and no if you, you don't into- you play FIFA and you rage more at that <laughs> no, 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 no. Overcooked is another level out. And Overcooked is like, I think I nearly broke the windows in the living room and it was that serious. But um, I did complete them. But um, I don't know why I kept putting myself to the torture, to be honest, but uh, they're great games. And um, the one difficulty with it is if you go in cold, having not played it for a while, it's really difficult, Anton, to play some of those more difficult levels. It's a game that you need to play a lot in, in sort of, you know like one after the other what's the word consecutively consecutively yeah thank you I am so with you I they keep on
1: making more overcooked I'm like on the first like 10% of the first game because I play the first 10% I put it down I come back to it I fail embarrassingly and then I go back to the beginning
0: Mm -hmm. So you have to start from the beginning that's the only way we completed it was by playing it all the way through and then I couldn't play it again I'd forgotten
2: yeah I'm near the end of the first one I think I've had to start two or three times with my neighbour and then lockdown came along and we got goosed again we will probably never start again but hurry up let's stop talking about Overcooked I want to get on to the better rumour (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, which one could we talk be talking about? I mean, I have to be honest. Um, anyway, th- we're not on that one yet. This one. Uh, comedian Sebastian Maniscalco has let slip that he'll be playing Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew in Illumination Super Mario movie as Mario and Luigi's boss. I am kind of looking forward to this, Al. I am too.
2: I mean, I, I have never seen a good Mario movie. They've <laughs> never made a good Mario movie. This might be the first good Mario movie. I'm very much looking forward to it, but hurry up and skip on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: Anton, you like this one?
1: Yeah. You know, it's really fun that they're giving Wrecking Crew a function because it's one of the classic Black Block NES games that never really got a future that wasn't just a sports game. Um, So it's really nice that it's getting incorporated. And it's also nice that although this will be very much modern Mario, they're using this as an opportunity to expand the lore of who do they work for? What is the Mario universe? And there's more important news to talk about.
2: I've always assumed um, Mario and Luigi were freelancers. But anyway, that's a whole other
0: (laughs) And that's it for the rumours. It's time for the quiz. All right. Is there something else? Is there something that I'm missing here? Um, Okay, let's talk about it then. I know I've been desperate to talk about this since we started this podcast. I know Al definitely has. I suspect Anton is fairly excited too. Just breathe for a second. (gasps) Kotaku has shared that a GTA remastered trilogy is nearing the end of development. It would feature Grand Theft Auto 3, being the first of the 3D GTA games, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. The games in the remaster project use a mix of new and old assets through Unreal Engine. So they've been moving it across to Unreal Engine. The potential of this, given what has been done with some games of the past, thinking like the first Mafia, and the way they redid that. Now that's an extreme, that's like a remake, but... If they do this right, and my theory is they're doing this right, because I think that's why this is taking or has been not talked about so much and now suddenly it's there's still a bit to go. I think they've been putting a lot of effort into this and I think we're going to get a proper remastered trilogy of those games. We think it's coming to the Switch as well, which would be unbelievable um, I must admit My excitement scale Of having those games Remastered properly Because you can get them on the mo- You can get them on mobile right now If you want to go and get those ports There's mobile ports of them They miss a couple of things For the first one But they're alright ports But if they do this right Al How exciting Would it be To have That trilogy On the Nintendo Switch
2: Please excuse me a second While I hyperventilate Into a paper bag
0: <laughs> Okay It's actually got a paper bag
2: Okay Oh, Mike! I cannot contain my excitement. You have—I'm literally—I'm fizzing over with happiness at the prospect of being able to play a, a properly remastered Vice City. I, know. I mean, three was good, San Andreas was good, but Vice City, Vice City remastered on and its the, own I, I, would boot me in in an absolute state of ecstatic bliss. But the whole I know, trilogy together is just—I don't know what to do with it, Mike.
0: But but here's the, here's the thing. I mean, of the of those three games, San Andreas is probably the most loved. Weirdly, um, but to me and you, Vice City. I'm the same as you. Vice City is the one, and it's partly because of the soundtrack was perfect for for us. Um, and there's you know, um, I'm still I can still. I hear got to out run around touch. wearing
2: a white suit. My dream in life is to wear a white suit, and I got to wear one in that game. <laughs> <sighs>
0: And to, if it was done properly, Anton, if they remaster this right and it's oh, not yeah. just a, a shoddy, you know, chuck it on, I don't think they will because I don't, I don't see if they're... The, the talk here is it's not just a Switch. This is going to be on PS4, PS5. It's going to be on Xbox. It's going to be on PC. It's going to be a proper remastered trilogy. If that's the case, Anton, oh, it will be yeah, so good.
1: I am so excited for this. Um, for one, it's just I would be happy just to have had an the, you know, the ports that we had before on, you know, Xbox 360, PS3, and mobile on the Switch, that would have been brilliant. But the fact that they're one remastering them and remastering them as a co- kind of cohesive collection, is fantastic. And I hope this is an opportunity of them to, you know, bring some consistency, make it so that you can let's say, swim in all of the games yeah. Sync up the kind of physics, make them and you know, spread out some of the quality of life features that, you know, came in San Andreas, like, you know, having a lot more to start with. And I say put that into Grand Fatal Free. You know, yeah. make it feel cohesive. And you know, the other ports that we've had have kind of been held together with chopsticks because 'cause they're kind of emulated. It wasn't really yeah. great. The fact it's getting done from scratch here, like there was just some stuff like the render distance on the mobile editions, you know, they just Pushed it as far as the game could go, and you was basically breaking at that point. So yeah. really excited to get this done, and this this is enough game to keep you going for life.
0: Well, here's the thing: I I remember two moments, and I've said this before in the podcast. I'm sure I have. But I've, I remember two moments in my gaming life where ha, where I've been blown away to the point where I can't even like contain, like I can't I cannot compute what I'm seeing. Two games. What two games do you think they were in my lifetime? GTA 3 has to be one of them because I had the same reaction. Yes. GTA 3 by far, but the first time I played GTA, the first time I saw it, it was like looking at something from another planet. I was like, how is this possible? But there's one other game as well, which was before that. I don't know. For me, the other one was Mario 64, but I don't think you would have had that same reaction. No, I didn't have a Nintendo. It was um, well, Anton, do you want to have a guess? Grand Theft Auto 5? No, no, this was uh, 1991 and it was Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog. The first time I saw Sonic the Hedgehog blew my mind because 16-bit, colourful, all the rest of it and was coming from the 8-bit era. That was just a whole different world. But GTA 3, the very first time, and I know you'll be the same, Al, it was just like, this is what, in my head, video games could be. I and remember looking at going, it was there. My
2: God, it looks like the real world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. You look at it now and you go, "What, what were we thinking?" But, but it, it's it, it just was a real moment, um, Anton. You know, and I think that for people Alan and I's age, we, you know, we were kind of teenagers when that came out. Just, and it was just, you know, it was just part of our kind of, you know, part of what we did <laughs> was GTA. I, mean, I was playing GTA London, GTA the original yeah, top-down ones. Yeah, they were great, yeah. but. 3 came out wow so yeah this is very exciting news for us a remastered would be it please a lot of people let's put it that way so anyway it's um it's time to stop talking about gta and well maybe not depends if it comes up in this week's quiz i have so many questions well i mean
2: it might do i'm not going to say it's not going to mike hey who knows shall we just jump in I cannot speak anymore try that again to be fair it's, it's 20 past 10 at night this is one of the latest podcasts we've recorded for a while mostly because yeah, know. you know I forgot about it that's all
0: good it's all good. and to be fair there's a lot of news it's a long podcast
2: it is alright let's jump straight in the first game is a SNES sports sim ish
1: um, is it uh,
2: super Tennis. It is not Super Tennis.
0: Um, Mario
2: Golf. No, it was released in 1994 in the USA, and then again in 1996. I have no idea why. I couldn't figure that one out. But it was released twice in the in the uh, in the USA, and it was released with us in 1995, and it was released in Japan in
1: 1998. <laughs> um, weird. Is it the? Oh, no, 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 that's not, that wasn't released here. Um, Let's go at, oh, Mega Man Soccer. No,
0: but I forgot that game existed. (laughs) Um, Is it, is it something like um, Mario Olympics? No, it's not. Something like Mario Olympics uh, It was uh,
2: released in Japan weirdly on something called the Nintendo Power Which, if we've not done a prequel on that We should talk about the, Nite- uh, uh, the Nintendo Power I didn't even know it existed
0: No, I, I, I'd never heard of it, to be honest It was Thank a you nice. thing
2: you could plug into I think it was the SNES and the Game Boy That let you play games that came on That came on little um, like flash drives And you could download games from somewhere Onto these flash drives and they are wow. cheaper futuristic very very weird oh. and random and cool but anyway yes it no. was available on there that's probably not no. much of a hint so I'll give you another hint no. uh, it was developed by Nintendo R&D and the Locomotive Corporation it was published by Nintendo oh
0: me sports sim you said sports sim ish um
1: s- uh, super punch out ding 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 ding
0: oh <laughs> and the round goes and on wow. <laughs> Wasn't okay. I actually expecting to get that one <laughs> yeah, Well done I mean I know I think of Punch-Out But Super Punch-Out yeah, yeah Makes sense
2: I hadn't actually realised That it was the fourth in the series And it was a direct uh, sequ- like sequel Apparently in story-wise To the NES one Which I was completely oblivious to I had um, both yeah, versions I, I that. That just never put two and two together
0: Yeah Or or never put one and two together Because you know Super Punch-Out Super and Punch-Out But anyway Kind on. Of... whack up whack up Yeah sorry all right next one okay <laughs> the next one is also a snes game
2: it is a racer from 1994 well in the usa was and 95 give me you... these snes um, games virtual racing
1: no rock rock and roll racing
2: it is not i do snes because it's le- less likely you both know the game straight off the bat <laughs> I yeah, but i never on?
0: had one and anton's cooler than me carry on
2: all right this <laughs> game was developed by dma design and published by nintendo
0: Did you say it was a racing game? It did, yes. It's a racing game-ish. A racer. racer. Um, S- Star Wars racer thingy.
2: No, but I like your thinking. Um, that was N64, by the way. Uh, oh
0: yeah. I think this is <laughs> that good game as well. <laughs>
2: Cruising USA, the SNES version. It is not. I have a funny feeling, as I was writing out all the clues for this, I thought, have we done this game before? I think I may have given you this as a game... Right at the very beginning, but who knows. Mm. Uh, the game had both single and multiplayer uh, and had a different name in the two regions it was released in. Wipeout. No.
0: 2048 or whatever it's called. No.
1: Um, F0.
2: No. It was a side-scrolling racing game. Oh.
0: Oh. Is it Battletoads? No. Side-scrolling mm. racing game? Yep. Um, side-scrolling? Yep. Um, racing, racing.
2: Don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh, you raced uh, in single uh, uh, in an unconventional mode of transport, shall we say, while pulling tricks and points that uh, gave you speed boosts.
0: Oh, BMX racer. No, but you are getting closer, Wait for race. What did you
2: say, Anton? Wave Race? Nope. Uh, The game featured 45 tracks, or at least 45 variants of tracks, and nine tours. And during the final tour, if you touched the opponent, it caused basically weird effects, such as the track becoming invisible, or the controls reversing,
0: or the background no longer being in sync with Um, the actions you did. um, ATV. Super ATV. No. I actually had this game.
1: Uh, Alistair's favourite racing
2: game No So it was In this country It was called Uni Rally In the States it was called Uni Racers And you raced unicycles
0: Oh Just unicycles
2: There were no people It was literally just a unicycle Racing around (laughs) on its own It was Wow Bizarre and weird Okay Ah, I think about Gander It's worth looking up It was quite a good fun game Actually at the time I vaguely remember quite enjoying that one Mm. Okay So uh, It's technically all To play for then because Anton's oh, yeah. got one, one point. Nil, Anton. Uh and there's another point up for grabs with the closest right. to the in. So what year was World Abe's Odyssey released?
0: Who's going first? Uh,
1: I think you went first last time, so Anton. Uh let's go for nineteen
0: ninety eight. Mike Damn it. Um <laughs> 97 Balls That means I have to go and get a tiebreaker
2: Yes
0: Ooh, <laughs> What year was it? It was 97 Bang on Mike yeah. got it You were a year off oh, Scandalous yeah, I, I knew it was around then I might have gone 98 if it had been first So I'm not complaining <laughs> <laughs> I guess
1: they did have two sequels So did, yeah. it's It's got many sequels I'm looking them up at or, the moment On the PS1 yeah
2: Okay this time Mike is going first uh, Damn it! <laughs> what, what year did Oddworld: New and Tasty come out?
0: Oh man! Oh man! I know Anton's going to know this. There's actually um, I
2: need to be more specific because it came out in different platforms in different years. So what year right. did it come out on the Wii U? Ah, oh,
0: on the Wii U. Yep. Oh, that's so specific. <laughs> because it was out well before then. Um. All right. Let's go for 2012.
1: Let's go for 2013.
0: And you're both
2: wrong. But Anton is closer. 2016. So Anton gets the points,
0: which means that it is now Anton's
2: 17 to Mike's 20. Yeah, Mike's fake 20.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, that was good. And of course, um, Oddworld being a series that Anton talks about a lot. So they they kind of Oddworld games.
1: Uh, I I think I really liked ones on the original Xbox. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Munch's Odyssey and uh, Stranger's Wrath.
0: Stranger's Wrath I've bought, actually, and uh, have played a bit of. It is very good. I'm going to go back and play it properly. It was on Anton's recommendation and would join that recommendation, actually. So there we go. And there's a trilogy. I think the Switch is releasing the trilogy as a physical as well, which is definitely worth checking out. So there you go. Always a Switch link. But um, yes, an exciting week. And weirdly, even though we had an indie uh, World Direct. Still, the most exciting thing this week for me was a rumor. Weirdly, so there we are.
2: And nothing can top that rumor. <laughs> We've been waiting started. for that rumor for about what? Maybe not quite a decade, but at least on the switch, it's twenty seventeen. Uh, can we get
0: GTA four as well? I mean, don't surely push your
2: luck. All I need is Vice City. <laughs> or-
0: all right okay is that because we're out of touch to quote one of the songs in the, in the <laughs> da- oh, anyway that's enough right okay we'll uh, we'll see you later thanks for all your support we love you all anything you want to add anton
1: um yeah th- i think this is our <laughs> longest podcast ever so just nsukp.co.uk <laughs> it has everything on there it has social media it has emails it has yeah. podcasts yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh, alistair leave us reviews thank you goodbye <laughs> um, goodbye see you later or bye.